Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yep. How old Zorks? Zorks are 27 <laughs> I or so. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Zorks. Good morning. Very cheeky heels. Very cheeky. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, well, mate. Think- How are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. Day one in the books, which was uh, which was nice, nice, uh, solid morning out at Springfield yesterday. Probably about twenty six degrees, a little bit of humidity off the deck. Uh, all in all, a pretty good session. Yeah, and you can discover today why it's better to build with Brighton Homes. We've got to give your sponsors a plug here. Hey, well, listen, yeah. and, and we'll talk AFL. We'll talk Fags. Obviously, he was a, a big focal point out there yesterday, but. Enter the conversation. We're talking about 40-year-olds. Jimmy Anderson's taken four for 36 this morning in this unbelievable test in Royal Pindy. We talked about Federer. We talked about Serena. We talked about Kelly Slater winning at Bonsai Pipeline a few days shy of his 50th. But is Brady the best over 40 sportsman slash woman ever? He's definitely got to be in the conversation, I think. Yeah. Um, what he's been able to do since hitting 40, I mean, he still won championships at the absolute highest level in um, in any sport. So, yeah, for my for mine, he's definitely up there. As you said, Kelly Slater, phenomenal. Jimmy Anderson to come in and well, heels would know more, but the wear and tear for a fast bowler to do it for over two decades at the absolute top top level is mm. pretty incredible. I mean, Brady probably doesn't get as much contact as what someone like Jimmy Anderson would putting all that stress through him. But I mean, he's still getting sacked. You know, yeah. half a dozen times a week or, or whatever it is and, and copping some pretty big hits. So, uh, yeah, Brady's probably definitely definitely in the conversation. I think Jimmy Anderson's got to be in it too. Um, he's been at the, the peak of his performances for a number of years and um, to put in a performance like he did last night for the Poms was, uh, was pretty impressive. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and he's not waning. You know, if you start to wane a little bit, you'll get hammered. On that, on that wicket. So the fast men, see, the spinners did a lion's share of the work for England's bowling in the first innings, and then they did it all with fast men in the second mm. innings. It, it was brilliant comeback and magnificent captaincy. So very, very good. Hey, we'll get off him in a second, but Brady, there's some talk of him going back to the Patriots. How long is he going to play for? Well, until he's 50 at this rate, I think. <laughs> he just loves the game so much. I mean, it's, it really is bizarre how much someone can just love I think for him it's about the game and just everything that's required and involved Um, he's just genuinely passionate about NFL um, I guess for him they they play uh, later this morning but I mean if they keep winning and he keeps performing the way he does until someone can come and knock him off his perch I I can't see why he wouldn't keep going and it's great for guys like me you know 30 odd who you know seem to (laughs) You know, just keep popping up and, and getting the job done. I mean, it's a great advertisement for us as well. So, um, yeah, look, I think if he wants to keep playing and he can actually do it, until you start seeing signs of his game mm-hmm. start um, deteriorating. Or yeah. deteriorating, that's the word I'm after. Thanks, Paddy. Uh, there's, I can't see a reason why he should retire. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. want to and it's not the head and it's not getting hit 
and he's getting well protected from his offensive line, and he's delivering like he always seems to do. Like no one else can win a game, or rarely as consistently as he does, with one drive to go in the game, and he does it with under thirty seconds on the clock, and he gets his team in a winning position. No one does that. Yeah. He's done it for a number of years. So until that stops, I can't see why he would retire. Yeah, well said. Hey, obviously the the big news out there yesterday was was Fags uh, fronted the the media his first press conference since. The whole Hawthorne scandal erupted. You've obviously been in close contact with him for for quite a while now, and um, he said he he hasn't thought it necessary that he sit the playing group down and address this because there is a, a high level of trust between the playing group and the head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we had a meeting yesterday, and nothing was said about it, and nothing will get said about it. We. Uh, back into the absolute hills. We've said that all along. And um, as you said, the trust that he's instilled in us in the last five years um, has been phenomenal. And um, and I think also you need to understand that this process is one of a legal matter and it's going to take a, a while. And um, if we're constantly talking about it, well, we'd get sidetracked to the job that we need to get done yeah. um, in this preseason. And um, he's fully aware of that. And um, he's just let us go about our business and, and that stuff will get taken care of in, in the distance. But, um, yeah, we absolutely we trust him and we've got so much care for him and um, understand that this may rise its head every now and then. But for us, ultimately, it's going out and performing the game plan that he and the coaching staff um, put in place for us and, and getting that up to the best as possible because there's no doubt that our team's in a really um, strong position and... Um, we need to get better than what we were last year. And Geelong set an extremely high benchmark and, and every team in the competition has got to chase that. And we haven't really got time to be sidetracked, especially only a couple of weeks before Christmas that we return to training. Uh, we need to get as many games as possible in. Inside that time, there's been team, teams that have been training for a number of weeks um, before us. So, yeah. Right. How does training start, Zorks? Like the first session yesterday, is it sort of uh, endurance, slower endurance stuff? And how does it pick up to do speed? And then when do balls get introduced? Yeah. So yesterday was uh, a little bit scrappy to start. We we started with our skill session, which uh, was pretty much just getting back to the fundamentals, making sure that everyone was up to the same level. Uh, So that'd be ground balls, a little bit of um, kicking, a few drills that we sort of implemented last year. We just brought them back at a lower level um, and then it was just runners on and off you go. So <laughs> I think we ended up clocking, there's around about uh, eight and a half to nine K for our first session back, including running and skills. And majority of that would have been running. I reckon five and a half to six kilometers of that would have been running at the end, um, which we, we've identified as a weakness of ours. Uh, we've been good at it last few years. Last year, not so good. Uh, we need to get better running team and, um, we'll put in the hard work to get to make sure that um, you know we're up to scratch with those teams like Geelong and Melbourne and and those alike. All the newbies there. They were yes, every single one of them, uh, which was great. So uh, Jack and Josh, obviously Josh has been training. He actually went all last week as well. Uh, Jack was here Monday. Uh, sorry, was here yesterday. And and the new kids, the newbies were on, were there Friday as well. So. Um, yeah, everyone's down there, all hands on deck. Connor McKenna's here as well. Um, he, he flew to Ireland, then flew back, and then flew to Ireland, then flew back again. So he's done a few, a few miles, so he'll just be taking it easy for now. But um, he's uh, he looks good, and 
Um, I was actually really impressed with uh, you know his first training session back after probably not touching the Sharon for a couple of years. Well, a couple of years. There wasn't much made of that signing. Or that, that's been quite clever, hasn't it? Connor McKenna, who's got some real pace. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's extremely fast. And uh, we saw a little bit of his highlights package yesterday. We sort of did an introduction of all our players. And uh, yeah, it sort of brought back memories of, of him and his running bounces and his ability to break lines and just put two, three metres on his opponent really quickly, which is really exciting. And if he can get back to that form, he's going to be a humongous asset for us. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't, as I said, he hasn't, he hasn't, uh, he went back home for a couple of years. Obviously, COVID played a massive role in that. So he probably hasn't um, touched the share in a hell of a lot in the, in the last couple of years. But uh, it certainly looked like he hadn't lost too much of it, which is a really encouraging sign. Zox, as the skipper, how do you look back on the season that's that's done? Uh, I thought for us it was. Uh, I think we can take a hell of a lot of positives out of it. I think, thought the fact that we were able to make the finals again in the first half of the season, we looked really strong. I think we were nine and two at the break, and then we sort of. I think we finished five and seven, and it just cost us a top four spot. But we were able to blood a hell of a lot of young players into our team. Uh, a lot of kids got experience. A lot of kids got finals experience, which was really important. We played three finals this year. We beat Richmond and Melbourne, who have been great finals teams over the last few years. Uh, fell short against uh, Geelong. They absolutely thumped us, but that's the benchmark. Ended up thumping Sydney in the grand final as well. They were by far the best team all season and a thoroughly deserved premiership. But I think the fact that we were able to win finals with our backs against the wall and going in as real underdogs was a was a real positive and, and, and that's what we'll carry forward into into this season that our football is good enough um, we need to do it at the right time of the year and, and, and that's what we'll be building for and that's what we'll build our back our pre-season off Hey just quickly we, we've spoken a bit a little bit about Brady what, what else tickles your fancy stateside? Yeah there's a fair bit going on the NFL's mm. heating right up for me it's probably the Philadelphia Eagles oh you know they started the season so well they were 8 and 0 I thought, oh, they haven't really played anyone. Well, they're playing some really good teams at the moment and they are absolutely demolishing them. They beat the Tennessee Titans yesterday, who were sitting at 7-4 and four before that game and they got pumped 35-10. to 10. They absolutely rolled them. Um, Jalen Hurts, we spoke about last week, how many uh, rushing yards he had, um, as well as passing yards. Well, he did it all by um, hand yesterday. He threw 380 yards. Uh, he threw three touchdowns. Two of them went to AJ Brown, who's really starting to find his form. So the Philadelphia Eagles, I hate to say it, but I think they're the real deal. And Aaron Sibos and and Mylata, they are they they should be really excited and, and optimistic about heading to the postseason because uh, they've got a genuine team that can, can go really well. Uh, Mark's Bears, they once again fell to the hoodoo of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Brady has them um, absolutely under his uh, under his belt. They were leading 19-10 heading into the fourth quarter, and I've got no doubt Mark would have been thinking, here we go, this is our time. However, they allowed two touchdowns and a field goal in the last quarter and got rolled 28-19. So not a good day to be a Bears supporter again. Uh, the big one, who's the team that's really starting to roll in the NFL is actually the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. They, they absolutely tranced the Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Colts yesterday, 54-19. to They scored four touchdowns in the last quarter. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott were massive in their rushing game and Dak Prescott threw for three touchdowns. And quickly on the basketball, we spoke about the Lakers a couple of weeks ago absolutely falling off a cliff. Well, they've won eight out of their last 11. Anthony Davis is in MVP sort of form. He had 55 points again yesterday, oh. 17 rebounds in their win over Washington. That was, that was at home. Uh, LeBron was also good. He had 29, 8, and 6. But 
Um, the Lakers have really turned a corner, and that's improved their record at 10 and 12, and not too far out of it. So um, a long way to go still to catch the Celtics and the Suns, who are who are rolling out in front. Uh, you can add Milwaukee to that list. They're all um, going really well. And uh, the New York Nets, um, Simmons, he missed again yesterday, so I'm not sure how far away he is from returning, but Durant was really strong, but um, weren't too, weren't good enough against the Celtics, who, as I said, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're, uh, they are two players that are in absolute immaculate form and at the top of their games at the moment. And that's just about it on the, right. uh, the American sport front. Nah, and we're running out of time too, mate. Really appreciate your time this morning. As usual, Jorks, thank you. Good on you, Zorks. Pleasure, boy. Good luck, mate.